7: Wednesday, March 18, 2020, coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Coronavirus still dominating the coverage. Stock market drops in a huge way. Donald Trump announces the Department of Defense and the Veterans Department. All their assets are going to be used to uh, to uh, affect uh, the uh, what is happening. Unemployment claims blowing up all across the country. Also, parents are struggling trying to figure out how do you deal with the issue of homeschooling their children, and it's also showing a dramatic gap between what some kids have at home. In fact, in Dallas, 40% of the school kids in Dallas do not have internet at home. Yeah, that's real. We'll talk to Steve Perry about that. Also, y'all you know we have crazy-ass white people segment. <sighs> Watch some little crazy-ass white boy go call a black woman the N-word. All she said was three words to her daughter. Get on this. Daughter proceeded to whoop that white boy's ass. When do y'all see that video? It's time to bring the funk and roll the unfiltered. Let's go. 7,048. That's the number of coronavirus cases in the United States, in every state, uh, including Washington, D.C., and three U.S. territories. At least 116 patients with the virus have died. Now, Donald Trump continues to give uh, updates uh, on what is going on, primarily because he's been screwing this thing up from the get-go. Here's what he had to say today.
1: To begin uh, by announcing some important developments in our war against the Chinese virus. We'll be invoking the Defense Production Act just in case we need it. Uh, in other words, I think you all know what it is, and it can do a lot of good things if we need it, and we will, uh, we will have it uh, all uh, completed. Signing it in just a little while, right after I'm finished with this conference, I'll be signing it. It's prepared to go. So we will be invoking the Defense Production Act.
7: All right, so you heard him call this the Chinese virus, who's actually asked the question by Cynthia Vega of ABC News regarding that. And so here's what she had to say. Henry, go to my iPad, please.
6: You keep calling this the Chinese virus? There are reports of dozens of incidents of bias against Chinese Americans in this country. Your own aide, Secretary Azar, says he does not use this term. He says ethnicity does not cause the virus. Why do you keep using this? A lot of people say it's racist. Because it comes from China?
1: It's not racist at all no not at all. It comes from China that's why it comes from China. I and want to be accurate.
6: yeah Americans please this John country. please you. Are um, you I have the great term? I have
1: great love uh, for all of the people from our country but uh, as you know China tried to say at one point maybe this stuff now that it was caused by American soldiers that can't happen. It's not going to happen not as long as I'm president. Uh, it comes from China.
6: You keep calling this the Chinese virus.
1: There are uh, not only that the White House
7: they've actually doubled down on this as well. And I'm going to pull this up in just one second. Uh, I was um, uh, on shortly, uh, I mean a little while ago, and they even uh, decided to drop a video uh, that they put together, uh, calling this uh, calling this the. Um, uh, uh, Chinese virus, and so this is uh, infuriated uh, lots of people uh, on this. I'm going to try to find that video for y'all in a second. Uh, but again, it's uh, it's bothering lots of different people. We'll talk about this sec- a second with uh, our panel. Uh, but not only that again, what, what you're seeing now, you're seeing now this White House now try to be a hell of a lot more serious when it comes to uh, targeting what's going on. And so uh, Trump has even uh, put this video out, trying to use the White House um, official account uh, to try to drum up interest and support putting out a variety of people, including uh, his uh, Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams. Uh, here's that video. As the nation's doctor, I often
8: get asked,
0: what should I do if I think I might have coronavirus? Well, it's important to know the symptoms they include fever cough and shortness of breath if you're having these symptoms or worry that you may have coronavirus please call your health care provider we don't want you to go into the er or the doctor's office without talking to them first because you might spread coronavirus to someone else they'll help you think through and learn how to react including figuring out where to go get tested if necessary well, part as of, the nation's well, well, doctor well, part I often get
7: there asked. is the question of, Where do you go get testing? That was one of the issues that we saw uh, even come up today uh, where in the news conference, they were asked that question about testing. Uh, And that's still one of the fundamental problems that this administration has is that uh, they have not been able to roll out uh, the appropriate number of tests in order for people uh, to actually get tested. So they they stand there, they say, well, this is what's happening. And of course, uh, all of these different things are going on, but the problem still comes up uh or do you have the level of testing that is necessary uh in this country unfortunately uh that is uh not the case as i said today uh they stood before the cameras uh and held that briefing uh i want to see if we could uh, uh guys if you can go to some of that And so go ahead and go to my ipad all right so we're sitting here let's see if we can uh, pull it up here so we're trying to um do their broadcast, but it has been it has been uh, very interesting in terms of how you've seen this response take place. We're going to have it for a second. Some more of that news conference today from the White House as they're trying to get a handle on it. The Secretary of Defense spoke. The head of Veteran Affairs spoke. Was interesting about that. Is isn't it amazing how they're now coming before the cameras one day after the New York Times writes a story saying that oh, they've been missing in action. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a guy who only follows media pressure. That's exactly what happens. All kinds of people are trying to send warning signs. Here's was, here was a video, a TikTok video, some healthcare workers put out trying to get people to understand what's happening uh, with the coronavirus.
4: But if the world was ending, you'd come over right. You'd come over and you'd stay the
9: night. Would you love me for the hell of it? All our fears would be irrelevant. If the world was ending, you'd come over right.
7: The sky be falling, and I'd hold you tight. All right, folks. uh, And uh, so many people are getting in on this whole deal. Uh, Even my man Uncle Luke uh, said, enough is enough. Damn it. Test everybody in America.
2: Message to the United States government. Listen, y'all need to stop this bullshit. It's real simple. Give everybody the test. If you have it, you go into quarantine, you get treatment. If you don't, you go about the rest of your life. If you do not test people, what's gonna end up happening is you won't know who have it. You got people that got it. I'm looking at a a video every day of the mayor of Miami and I know him personally and he's sitting on there saying he has no symptoms. So you're asking people to go get tested who have symptoms. What about the people who don't have symptoms who are walking around? Don't even know they have it and they got it and they're infecting other people. Just fucking test everybody, Trump and the rest of you fucking idiots. If you got it, you go in quarantine and you get treatment. If you don't,
7: Sound kind of basic to me. Uh, Again, here's the news conference took place uh, at the White House, uh, where Donald Trump was trying, hopefully, trying to get people to uh, calm down. But it's amazing every time he talks, stock market keeps going down. So, uh, roll some of that news conference.
1: Alabama last year, also a tornado, and then obviously the the numerous hurricanes in different locations that were, uh, in some cases, very devastating, and in every case, FEMA came through. Uh, this is a very different kind of a work for FEMA, but uh, they will come through, as they always do. We have tremendous people, tremendous talent in FEMA. We're sending, uh, upon request, the two hospital ships. They're being prepared right now. They're massive ships. They're the big white ships with the Red Cross on the sides. One is called the Mercy, and the other is called the Comfort. and. Uh, uh, they are uh, in tip-top shape they soon will be they're getting ready to come up to new york i spoke with governor cuomo about it he's excited about it and i also uh, we haven't made the final determination as to where it's going to go on the west coast the comfort is uh, located now uh, in san diego and it's going to be uh, we'll be picking the destination fairly shortly so uh, those two ships are being prepared to go, and they can be launched over the next week or so, depending on need. Uh, Earlier this week, the first clinical trial of the vaccine candidate for the virus began in Washington state, as you probably know. The genetic sequence of the virus was first published in January. But thanks to the unprecedented partnership between the FDA, NIH, and the private sector, we've reached human trials for the vaccine Uh, just eight weeks later. That's a record by many, many months. It used to take years to do this, and and now we did it just in a very short while. That's the fastest development in history of what we're doing with regard to the vaccine. We're making very, very big progress. Today, I can announce further steps to expand testing capacity. We're working with several groups to determine if the self-swab a much easier process than the current process that's uh, not very uh, nice to do, I can tell you, because I did it. Uh, but uh, we have a current process that's a little bit difficult. If you have it done, uh, the uh, the groups are working on determining if a self-swab by an individual is as effective as the other. The other is very effective, very accurate. Uh, but uh, we're going to see if we can do a self-swab, which is uh, would be a lot more popular, I can tell you that. So uh, and that would be administered
7: also. Okay, I've never seen somebody with such limited vocabulary by saying, you know, we got these <laughs> big white ships. Here's the problem. One one of the ships he's saying that we're going that when the Secretary of Defense came up saying we're going to dispatch it's actually going undergoing maintenance right now in Virginia. Y'all, it can't even go out for weeks. See, he- here's the deal. And this is the problem when Trump talks. He lies so much that you actually can't believe the lie until you verify what he says because he'll just make it up. Literally, one of the ships that he's talking about is not going to go out. It's, it's literally right now, y'all, undergoing maintenance in Virginia. And they have sent the order down uh, saying, hey, can we speed this whole thing up? The, the other problem that you're dealing with uh, on this whole deal is when you talk about uh, how they are botching everything. Okay, the New York Times yesterday dropped a story <laughs> talking about the reason why all of a sudden they are taking this thing so seriously. And that is because of a particular report that was issued um, that showing the severity of this problem. Now, what's also crazy here is that, you know, what you're what you're dealing with is that, That story said that Veterans Affairs, which actually is the backup, the backup health system in case uh, the health system crashes, they hadn't even received any orders. The military and the Department of Defense hadn't received any orders. When they dispatched some of the federal government masks, they were already expired. Okay, I'm sorry, who doesn't check the date of the mask before you issue them? This is what you're seeing, people just bungling an operation. And the reason this thing is significant, again, why this matters. We play for you the video of those healthcare workers who were saying, we can't go home. We're trying to protect y'all as well. But here's the other deal. Yesterday, Donald Trump lied again. He said, I've always seen this as a pandemic. This, y'all, is a video posted by Senator Kamala Harris on February 12th, 2020. Let me say this again. It's not a video she posted today trying to slam them. This is a video of a hearing of the Department of Homeland Security
4: that she posted on February 12th. Play it. The American people also, Mr. Chairman, need to hear from the officials who are currently responsible for addressing this. And um, we need a public hearing with current government officials as soon as possible, it is critical to my state of California. I have spoken with um, some of the current officials and asked them why they are not here today, and they did not have a, right. they they did not have a good response for why they are not. In fact, um, they went on to say, "Well, we have to take time to prepare talking points. The American people deserve them to be here this morning."
7: Did you hear that? Okay, y'all probably missed that. Why don't you play that again?
4: The American people also, Mr. Chairman, need to hear from the officials who are currently responsible for addressing this. And um, we need a public hearing with current government officials as soon as possible. It is critical to my state of California. I have spoken with um, some of the current officials and asked them why they are not here today. And they they, they did not have a good response for why they are not in fact um they went on to say well we have to take time to prepare talking points the american people deserve them to be here this morning
7: but he's been on top of this whole deal if you want to see how also this is just a complete shit show and how Donald trump literally cannot properly educate americans this is today's news conference when he hands the baton to vice president mike pence i want you to listen to what Mike Pence says in the first 60 seconds. It is as if Trump doesn't have the capacity to read this information himself. Listen.
10: Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, The White House Coronavirus Task Force met this morning and now that we have cases in all 50 states, um, we're continuing to move out on the president's call to bring the full resources of the federal government, a full partnership with every state and territory, the full power of the American economy to support businesses and families. As the President says uh, to us and uh, every day, we'll do whatever it takes. We're all in this together. Yesterday, the President uh, met with the tourism industry executives and also had an engaging discussion with uh, all the top companies in our industrial and medical supply chain. Uh, The president, as you all are aware, also announced today that by mutual consent, uh, the northern border to Canada will be closed to non-essential travel. This does not include essential travel or the transit of goods, but it was through mutual discussion that took place this morning between the president and Prime Minister Trudeau and uh, the Department of Homeland Security will be effectuating uh, that decision. President spoke with some of the nation's top business leaders today, again, to speak about the supply chain in the country. Uh, And uh, uh, for our part, we're going to be conducting a conference call later today with state and local health officials to renew uh, our ongoing commitment of cooperation and collaboration. Uh, As the President said last week in signing the uh, Stafford Act, uh, he stood up the National Response Coordination Center. And today, at the President's direction, Uh, FEMA has gone to level one. Can you explain, can y'all just
7: explain to me? I just want to know, can y'all explain to me what is the purpose of Pence coming up said? The president said this, the president met with, the president met with. He's standing right there. (laughs) Does he not have the capacity to actually tell us that himself? My panel right now is Scott Bolden, a lawyer here in D.C., uh, I, t- Eugene Craig, Eugene Craig Organization. I, I, I I'm more than a lawyer. At DC, I, I, I don't. Okay. Would you use my title? Please? What the hell is your title?
9: I'm former chair of the NBA Political Action Committee. I'm a former state chair
7: of the DC Democratic Party. Right, Thank a, you. That's a whole bunch of formers. Uh, so Eugene, <laughs> well, former I, Eugene, I don't understand. Partner, I don't understand. law firm too. Okay, that's cute. I see you a lawyer. <laughs> Eugene,
8: I don't. I don't understand. I mean, literally, dude, you, you're standing right there. Yeah, I mean, the thing is this. What this shows is that Trump is inept, right? And it shows that you know, to some degree, it's painful. I just meant to say, thank God we have Mike Pence there, somebody that kind of understands government and how government's supposed to work. Um, because what we see there is that Donald Trump is—he's is, inept. He has no understanding how government's supposed to work. He has no understanding how the full force of a federal government is supposed to respond to a pandemic or any type of actual uh, emergency or disaster. Uh, I mean, I mean, there should have been testing taking place a month ago. I mean, we could have used it, the World Health Organization's test. Uh, you know, th- he should have been helped coordinate all the state's national guards to help facilitate these tests. I mean, the Army Corps of en- Engineers uh, should have been building uh, ho- you know, makeshift hospitals across the, across the country. I mean, you know, and, 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 and other situations, national, nas- national disasters and pandemics... One of the things that would have been mobilized were cruise ships that act as floating hospitals. So you're not just worried about, so you're not just relying on the U.S. has Comfort and the other one. I,
7: I, I, I just don't, I, it, it's just illogical to watch this every day. Well. To watch what goes on and to have someone who is supposed to be the person who is the most reassuring. <laughs> we're on top of this. He ain't what got we're that doing. Either. And then he, he comes out, he, he comes Ask out. For he comes he out have. and sounds halfway intelligent and the media's like, oh my God. Uh, I mean, Dan, Dan, Dana Bash on CNN. oh my, She's in oh the my God, house. and it's kind of like, you know that's not gonna last. And then this morning at And, he's nine, reading it, and then the this way. morning at 9 a.m., he's trashing sleep. And then he literally says in the news conference, Sleepy Joe Biden. <laughs> I mean, it's like,
9: what the Go ahead. He's the only program. It doesn't bother me that the vice president said what the president did. It's a bit odd, but who knows? I'm I'm more concerned about the fact that we're way behind. One, yeah. uh, Two, this is not something you can catch up with right away. Look at Italy. Uh, Thirdly, 425 deaths overnight. Exactly, and they're on total lockdown. But but here's the other thing that we're not prepared to get prepared in an efficient manner as well. So for example, you have the Health and Human Services leading this kind of pandemic pandemic response. Well, wait a minute now. Where is the uh, FEMA, if you will? Because under FEMA with natural disasters in the U.S., they've run and called the shots, and they have access to every government entity. Well, well,
7: you,
8: first, you, 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 well first, you first... Well, first, you, well again, you first finally... first okay. DHS fi- secretary. Fi- <laughs> but
7: finally, uh-huh. okay, FEMA's brought in, and again, I, I'm... A, I, I, They're I, just I've, on the team. They're not running. No, 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 that's what I'm saying. Okay. B- because how he views FEMA's role mm-hmm. is just, okay, y'all do a little stuff over here. Now, again, when you have no understanding of the federal apparatus. And you yeah. won't listen. When, 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 when you won't, we, then, then, you, then the excuse is, well, we've never seen this before. Okay, but there's a reason you have a federal apparatus. There's a reason why you have mm-hmm. procedures in place. Mm-hmm. Well, you have people in place. No, you have none of this. And so the problem is still... I, I, I was watching uh, uh, Bill, uh, Bill Ackerman yeah. uh, on CNBC. Mm-hmm. He, he said... But he's <laughs> 30 days shutdown. But he's, but, but no, but he's right. Yeah. The, the real And I said the other day, Americans are freaking the hell out because yeah. they, they can't handle if you say shelter for 30 days. He said you're going to have to shut the nation down. Mm-hmm. For 30 days, mm-hmm. do massive widespread testing so you have an understanding of oh, where it is, where of where we're going. And what you, the real numbers are. Right. Exactly. Yes. And you, and you right. but, but when your whole modus operandi
1: mm-hmm.
7: is, I don't want big numbers because you're afraid of the repercussions. So Ackerman's whole deal is you can't do this piecemeal. It's coming anyway. The, the, yep. this, this whole 15 right. day thing mm-hmm. look, I'm telling you, this whole, initially it was. Okay, governors. Then it was like, okay, don't congregate with 1,000
8: people. Mm-hmm. Then it was like 500. 500.
7: Then it was 250. <laughs> then it 50. was 50. <laughs> it was 50 on Sunday. Then on Monday morning, they said it was 10. Now you have g- Governor uh, Cuomo of New York who has ordered businesses to be at no more than 50% of employee but, capacity. Yeah. So what's happened, because the Obama, you, you, you cannot get control of something as long as you have dumb asses on spring break in Miami, right. you know, thousands on the beach, whatever. No, you're literally going to have to say, shut it all right. down, yeah. test, yeah. massive testing, massive assessment. And the testing can't just be like the Surgeon General. Mm-hmm. If you're showing symptoms... Go to your doctor. Yeah. Okay, so then explain to me now, but explain to so me... What? But explain to me the NBA players who have tested positive coronavirus yeah. who don't have symptoms. symptoms. Yeah. They found 60 tests somewhere. But the thing is... This,
9: so the thing on is... One second, there's one other agency that I want you to talk about, or I think we should talk about, because they've been completely absent, too. They built bridges, they built hospitals all around the world, right? The Army Corps of Engineers... Are capable of addressing this.
7: Disaster. Okay, but he, but he they're mentioned not it. Even, but he, but because, close because to the he this. mentioned it today only, Eugene. Because it was Governor Andrew Cuomo Almost. two yeah. days ago. One more time, like, somebody
8: that understands like the us, government. And <laughs> him,
7: he, the damn Army <laughs> Corps engineer yeah.
9: and who was yeah. his own National Guard. Right, yeah. but, that, but that's why. Listen, listen. What, what you're seeing, what,
8: what you're seeing right now, is actually the beauty of the American system. Right, the federalism of the American system. Where we have a breakdown in the federal government, you have governors mm-hmm. who are, you know, the, the main over their states mm-hmm. stepping up. You, know, you have Governor Hogan stepping up. You have mm-hmm. Cuomo stepping up. You have Whitmer stepping up. You know, even DeSantis down in Florida is doing his best to try to solve the And he's attacking them. And he's attacking... He attacked the governor yeah. of Michigan. And, and so, and the thing is this, and the thing is this, you know, we have somebody that's inept that does not understand government inside the White House. I mean, the best thing Team Trump could do right now, I'll be honest with you, is either to put this thing completely in the hands of, of Vice President Pence or bringing somebody like Barack Obama to actually handle the, handle the situation, mm-hmm. because I mean that right. Because the thing is, is, right now you can't worry about markets; you got to worry about human life. And right now he's worried about markets. Ground.
9: You need leadership on the ground. Uh, for example, a guy like General Onre, uh, who dealt with uh, uh, New Orleans when the floods hit in curve. Absolutely. And and with real leadership and a team that believes in him and ha- have one one goal and objective, get it done. But Save the thing people, is, but when rebuild, you're not, but, what have you. That type of
8: leadership has been lacking so far. From day one in this, in this administration. No one is that person. I mean, and and so we have real quick. Listen, listen, FEMA falls on the DHS. You have an entire hierarchy over a DHS that's obliterated. You have no sec- no secretary, no, no confirmed secretary, no confirmed deputy secretary. They tried to throw Cuccinelli in there. The court just said he was illegally yeah, appointed. FEMA is the main but, agency but, but, anyway. But here's the piece, they, though. But, but
7: again, though, you, 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 but, you, what you have, though, you have so much focus, unfortunately, on what's happening with the stock market. That, to me, is an issue. Bill Spriggs. Of course, uh, is AFL-CIO economist, uh, formerly head of the economics department at Howard University. Bill, this is the problem that that, that, that I have here with with this whole deal. The coronavirus, uh, the whole focus has been driven largely by stock market. It hasn't really been a health issue. Now, all of a sudden, we're seeing the economic ramifications, stock market going down. We wiped out all of the stock market gains since Trump has been president. We're now at the levels when Obama uh, left the White House. We're now seeing unemployment numbers, uh, claims blowing up all across the country. Uh, They're talking about a $1 trillion infusion. There are others who are saying, no, this thing is so significant, you're going to have to literally... uh, it, it could be as high as 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 trillion dollars mm-hmm. in terms of sending money directly to the United States, excuse me, directly to uh, U.S citizens. I mean, that's the type of situation that we are in because at the, at the core of this bill, we still don't know how big of a problem this is because we have, not have, have we have not had massive widespread testing.
11: Well, we didn't have the testing. So one of the problems is even the steps that have been taken. We don't have a way to evaluate how well they're performing because of that. Uh, But this is also an economic issue and it's an economic issue and a health issue because this is a a downturn that's centered around service sector workers. We're shutting down uh, the restaurant and drink establishments. There are 12 million Americans who are employed in food and drinking establishments. That's the size of our manufacturing workforce. So what we've just done is pretty much equivalent to telling every factory in the United States close when you think about how many people are involved. But these are low wage workers. Most of them do not have paid leave. Mm -hmm. Many of them have no leave at all. They don't get to take sick days. Many of them have earnings that are too low to meet the earnings test to get unemployment from their state. Many of the states have put up very poor systems for people to access unemployment. So we're talking about a real catastrophe from a health and economic perspective. When you look at the frontline workers who are being affected and think about the frontline health workers that you are hearing are catching the disease because the hospitals and the administrators fought against implementing OSHA regulations that would ensure that workers would have the proper protection. So we're going into this in Washington, D.C. just recently. We had an EMS station where uh, one worker tested positive, and now the rest are under quarantine.
7: Well, and again, that's, that's where we're struggling in such a huge way because what people don't understand, when you talk about this whole issue, what people don't have with those resources, when you listen to the Surgeon General say, call your doctor, what in the hell do you do with the people who don't have doctors? The number of low-income people who frankly rely on emergency rooms. Then you have an administration that hated the Affordable Care Act, did everything they could do uh, to knock it down. Then you had Republican states, uh, those governors and legislatures, who didn't want to have Medicaid expansion. And so now what we're seeing right now we're actually seeing our system being stripped butt naked and exposed for what it is. In a moment, I'm going to talk to Principal Steve Perry of what's happening on the education because all the people who are saying, shut the schools down, homeschool them, or you can go online, but then you got, I mean, South Carolina, they're actually converting 3,000 school buses into mobile Wi-Fi units because mm-hmm. guess what? The kids don't have Internet. Mm-hmm. And so you got all these people who are walking around, and I, I keep telling people, stop assuming because, you know, you're middle class and you've got Wi-Fi in your home and you've got cable and you're able to go to Costco because you got a Costco card. Well, guess what? You got to pay for a damn Costco card. It's a bunch of families who can't even pay for a Costco or a Sam's card. And these people are wondering, like, oh, I don't understand what's going on. And so now you have Bill calls from people like Mark Cuban. I saw Ali Velshi's uh, show, who was saying, this is now, when you have a calamity, now you deal with your structural issues of inequality. And so, from your vantage point, how do we do that? Because if you're now talking about dropping $1 and 2 and $5 trillion uh, directly to, to, to Americans, how do we now confront what has been a fundamental
11: problem in this country for decades? Well, this is one of the big problems. The Senate just finally, finally, this is Wednesday, they finally signed off on the House bill passed last week to make sure that we would have paid sick days. And this is common sense. The people who are serving you food, they're serving you food, and you don't want them to have a paid sick day. You'd rather have them come to work sick than have them stay home. This this is the l- lunacy. But the Senate and the White House fought against paid sick days for all workers. They limited it so that it's only workers if your establishment has more than 50 workers or fewer than 500. So you left out somewhere between 6 and 19 million Americans who are working and still will not have paid sick leave. But, but here's the thing. It's, it's crazy, Bill. Okay, so you take... I mean, look.
7: I have a small-owned business. That's what this is. I have 12 employees. So the problem is, what you just described, we don't qualify for. And if you look at Black-owned businesses, there are 2.6 million Black-owned businesses in America. 2.5 million only have one employee. And if then look at at those 100,000 that have more than one employee. Most of them don't have, frankly, more than 10 employees. So when you start talking about how this impacts different sectors. I mean, these are people making decisions, where, and you're not dealing
11: with true small businesses in America. Well, they aren't, except they write out exceptions. Their way of dealing with it is to say, well, we'll exclude you so you won't have to deal with that. But here's the reality. For those small businesses, if you're a restaurant owner, and you don't retain your workers, and they get let go, when... Mm -hmm we finally get a hold of the disease, maybe nine months from now, everything we hope we hope will be back to normal if we're doing the right steps now, where are you going to find your workers? You, you let them go. The number one thing is to provide paid sick leave to pay leave leave for these workers so that they stay attached to their employer so that when things resume, the employer isn't going around saying, now I got to recruit a whole new workforce in order to get myself up and running. Right. This is for the business's protection as much as it is for the workers' protection. Is this also and, time, you know, Bill? It, it, is this also time to also
7: deal with the fact that you have a lot of these major companies? Uh, again, I'm going to pull an Al- Ali Velshi tweet up in a second where he said, where you have a lot of these CEOs who are making 220 times what an average worker is, is earning, and, and that, and now all of a sudden, everybody, Bill, is lining up for a bailout. Airline industry, (laughs) Boeing wants a $60 billion bailout when, in fact, Boeing's problem really had to do with the 737 MAX, And so we know what that game is. Now, hotel industry. Uh, I was seeing a story where the the hotel uh, union said some 700,000 people who work for hotels could be uh, out of jobs. Marriott instituting massive layoffs. I mean, we can go down the line. You got Sheldon Adelson, these casinos who want to bail out. I'm sorry. Sheldon Adelson, you're worth $31 damn dollars. Bail your own ass out.
11: Well, (laughs) this is the thing. I mean, in fairness it's okay for them to get the bailout as long as, and number one, as long as it's to make sure that the employees stay employed, as long as the workers are getting a paycheck. This is the key issue. So in the airline case in 2001, because of 9-11 and the disruption to air traffic, we bailed out the airlines. What did they do? They, many of them, immediately went into bankruptcy, got rid of their union contract, got rid of retirement, Workers got nothing. They didn't look out for the workers of the airline industry. And so the airlines are back again, and now they're asking for another bailout, no strings attached. No, they and, I, no, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry,
7: again. I'm sorry, no. There, th- this is where you have to have members of Congress with integrity who say this bill is not going to go forward unless you're protecting workers. If you're Nancy Pelosi, if you're Steny Hoyer, if you're Jim Clyburn, if you're any of them, I don't expect Republicans to do any of this, but somebody has to say, no, 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 no. We are not like, you know, nope, not gonna happen again. We're not gonna bail these folks out who again are screwing the American people and what they wanna do is tie themselves over and yeah, bank that money.
11: I'm sorry, that dog ain't gonna hunt. Well, it shouldn't. And as you mentioned, retailers now want to bail out. And, and fairness, again, in the public interest, we've asked them, please don't open up. Please don't do that. Walmart is the biggest employer in the United States, well over 500 employees. They're the number one group in front of Congress saying, make sure that the paid sick days do not apply to us. Mm. These are billionaires, the richest people on the planet, the Walton family, and they're saying, no, we don't want legislation that gets paid sick leave to everybody. And in fact, they accused Congress and the labor unions, oh, you're just using this emergency to get the paid sick days that you've always been arguing for. But we've been arguing for them because we went through H1N1 flu in 2009. We thought we learned our lesson. We didn't. <laughs> So here we are again at the last minute trying to hobble together common-sense policy approaches.
7: Bill Spriggs, uh, we'll be talking to you a lot more over the next uh, several weeks as we sort of sort this thing out, what is happening economically all across this country. Again, the actions Congress take will go a long way to fixing the
11: system, and so we'll see what happens. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Let's hope that they do focus on workers because the people are being hurt, are the low-wage workers that normally get ignored by everybody whenever there's economic policy.
7: All right, Bill Spritz, we appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Folks, education is also a huge issue. you got parents uh, who are now trying to figure out some who are going into work. Uh, Now others who are at home, what do you do with your kids when schools have shut down? Uh, Universities and high schools, middle schools, elementary schools are saying uh, they're going to go to distance learning, learning online. But what happens when you're at home and you don't have the Internet? Joining us right now is Principal Steve Perry of Capital Prep. Steve, glad to have you here. I was reading this story, Dallas Independent School District. They were talking about this here. They say forty percent of their students. You know, we keep talking about food, which is obviously important, and things along those lines. They say forty percent of our students don't have internet.
5: Well, that's interesting because one of the things that's starting to happen is that first of all, hello, uh, Roland, long time no see. Um, one of the things that's starting to happen throughout the country is some of the large internet providers, at least in the northeast, I don't know about down south, are providing free internet for families during this time. They are some of the online learning uh, platforms are also doing the same thing. Like Zoom uh, is now free to educational services. So that that's disappointing to hear that there is not a uh, strategy in place in a place like Texas where the internet providers like Comcast and Infinity or Xfinity and others aren't providing. Because I in in New York and Connecticut, I know for sure.
7: well. Well, first of all, Comcast made a statement. Comcast made a statement, which they which they actually posted, uh, and I'll pull up in a second. And, but here's the deal, though. Again, if I don't have a router at home, I can't pick up the Internet. And so and, and what this is exposing... Just like when it comes to, on the the economic side, what it is exposing are the gaps in the difference between, again, people who are middle class or upper middle class and people who don't. There are a lot lot of people who, who if you're middle class, you go, it's like the whole deal with voter ID. You have these arrogant people, like, I don't understand. What's the problem? I mean, you have a driver's license. Well, guess what? Not everybody drives. And then a lot of people who don't need a driver's license because it's just not a requirement and... One person may think, well, this is just so basic, it's just so expected, like, why don't you have it? Not realizing somebody else's situation. Uh, To the point where uh, we're saying, uh, Henry, go to... um, Actually, let me pull it up. Let me switch over here and pull up on this iPad over here. Uh, Comcast made this announcement a day ago uh, Henry, if you can pull up, you can. Today, we announced a comprehensive COVID 19 response uh, to help keep Americans connected to the internet, offering free, unlimited data, opening Xfinity Wi Fi network nationally for free, waiving late fees, and helping low income families get connected. What's happening, though, with a lot of schools, they're realizing kids don't, not all kids have iPads, not, not all of them have computers. And so, we're now seeing again this thing exposing uh, the difference between the haves and the have nots.
5: So who could disagree with that, right? But one of the things that is happening, Roland, is that many school systems are, in fact, allowing uh, children to check out iPads or whatever the platform that they're going to be, I mean, whatever the mechanism they're going to use to to use their online learning. So whether it be an iPad or, or a MacBook or Chromebook or whatever, they're allowing children to sign them out. And what is important about that is I think we have an opportunity that we've never had before in, in the American, not in our lifetime, in the American academic experience, to rethink the way in which we educate. Right. We actually now can begin to create schools of one like never before. We're very excited, believe it or not, Roland, about what we can do academically. However, there are real challenges. So on Tuesday uh, after school, there were helicopters flying above our school in Harlem because there's a bit of a war going on between a couple of communities. And because we're a charter school, we have children coming from various communities. And and because we're in a densely populated area, there are kids coming from different communities, coming to a central area. One of the young brothers who attends our school said, and this is before corona was part of our uh, decision-making process, he was concerned about summer. He said, the reason why I come to school early is because I need to get about this foolishness. Uh, We have real contextual challenges that are occurring that we're not thinking about. Uh, Our schools, in many cases, are the safest place for many of our children. Again, the kids I work with are in places like Bridgeport, Connecticut, and Hartford, Connecticut, and Harlem, and the Bronx. Uh, Communities that are struggling in many ways. Um, And so our children are afraid to be home. So while we're we are excited about what we can do to teach them, and and I, I'm, I wish I could show you some of the really cool things our faculty are putting together, um, I also have to keep in mind that what's happening in our community is a real thing. Um, our block was sur- was surrounded by police officers just because kids were getting into foolishness. It's not even summer yet.
7: Well, it is certainly, I think, for a lot of people, uh, showing uh, the gaps in our education system. Uh, Our income system is showing the gaps in uh, employment and healthcare. Uh, and in moments like this, and I would hope you have people who are not just focused on the short term, but realize that, hey, uh, this is one of those opportunities you can use to actually deal with some of the larger issues. I said this, uh, same thing, if, uh, if you read Ron Susskind's book, Confidence Man, talking about the economic team of President Barack Obama, he said that he actually had on, on his campaign team, he had an A team, but when he got to the White House, he chose the B team versus the A team. Here's an opportunity where we need our big thinkers to say, how can we deal with some of the structural issues when you have this sort of calamity? I'm not quite sure that they're gonna be thinking that way, but I think we should be pushing them to think much bigger and broader. Uh, Steve Perry, always a pleasure, man, and uh, keep handling your business. Likewise, bro. Wanna go back to my panel here, Lauren Victoria Burke and PA joins us. Folks, I mean, this is, I, I go back to what I was saying with Bill and with Steve. You cannot ignore these major things that are going on mm-hmm. and how you do have a moment, you actually have a moment to actually deal with some structural stuff. If you got people who are thinking like that, or it's just, just send more money out and then All right. it, it's going to fix it.
8: Yeah, look, the, oh. thing is, the thing is this, bailouts, you know, there, there's a level of moral hazard that comes with bailouts. So we saw that in 2000, 2008, 2007 to 2009 uh, with the bank bailouts. I do think that, look, if the government comes out and, well, first and foremost, if there are going to be any bailouts, the first people that need to be out are the American people, American taxpayers, you know, that keep everything afloat. Secondly, if you're going to come in and start bailing out industries, there, you know, look, if you're going to take the dollars, you know, and not necessarily what the gun to, work to your head, the way Treasury did it in 2008, 2009 with some of these banks that didn't really need it, Um, But if you're going to ask for a bailout and take the bailout, I do think that, hey, you know, there is, the government has the right to add some strings attached to it. And I think Mark Cuban went down, you know, the proper path. I think, you know, look, some, you know, some of these companies, their their employees should be able to partake in the profit sharing. Their their employees should be able to partake in in the stock and buying stock of the company. Um, I do think you have an opportunity to deal with some of the structural things here. Um, But uh, one, you have to have uh, the will of government and uh, two, you have to have uh, the will of people.
9: Hey, I'd be satisfied if as part of the bailout, because I do believe in giving it to the industries that are hurting, but that the employees who were in place when you laid them off, they come back, you get back the status quo And then at some point, obviously, you're free to make whatever management decisions you want to make. But they have got to be there for some period of time so it doesn't look like you're going to fire them to take advantage of the bailout, minimally. Now, you can do a lot more with that, but minimally, that ought to be the case. Because if you look at the auto industry and some of the other industries that were bailed out uh, under Barack Obama, uh, they made them turn around. And the other thing is this. You could also make some of these loans where by the industry or the industry participants
7: would have to pay the government back. And that's worked. You Uh, can't, Lauren, bottom line is you cannot sit here and have a system where these companies are participating in changing these laws, um, uh, having these carve-outs. I'm sorry, if you're going to line up for taxpayers to bail you out, to me, it better be some hardcore, uh, stringent rules put in place. And this is real simple. If you don't want to abide by them, you're on your own.
12: Yeah, well, like what Eugene just said, I just got off in of 95, coming from Richmond. I spent the day with Lieutenant Governor of Virginia. And uh, I sp- the biggest thing that we get in, in terms of panic, are, are three sectors, right? So small business owners, obviously, faith leaders, pastors. And parents of kids. And we know what that's about, obviously, are kids mm-hmm. with them. It's really not an economic thing, it's just a childcare thing, which is actually an economic thing. But at mm-hmm. any rate, mm-hmm. the panic is real, and it should be real because some of these business owners that we've been talking to are going out of business within 14 days. Yes. So, Mark right. Cuban was right when he said that. Let's not be giving businesses this money so they just reinvest in their stock. Right. Okay? Yeah. And what Eugene just said and, and uh, what the president is endorsing with this $2,000, i am telling you right now, I mean, I'm not... I didn't... I, my, my my major was in history, but I don't think you need to be an economist to figure out when people cannot pay their rent, when they cannot pay their mortgage, when we have a country whose average savings account is like five or $600, yeah. okay, those margins... Cannot be too uh, withstood. Too, too tight, tight to go two and three months with no income. Right, that can't that can't, can't happen. Um, and I, I think first, first Justin, of all, first of all,
7: while you're talking, I'll keep going, Henry. Go to my iPad, Justin, because HUD, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac suspended foreclosures and evictions uh, during this whole outbreak. Go ahead.
12: Right, Justin just texted and said New York is suspending debt collection. Yeah, of yeah. Some type. So, so that conversation has got to be accelerated. Very yeah, I mean, you've
7: you've had, of course, right. you yeah. had when Trump made the announcement about uh, student loan. No, when they said they suspended interest. No, yeah. no forget you that. Got, right? No, you got to stop. And you got that. you got to suspend right now right. the payment of student loans. And yeah.
12: Forget tax credits and all this nonsense dancing around the edges. I'm talking cash money, and it's good to see the president is endorsing the 2,000, you know, yeah. person. Th- that's the direction. First of all, first of all, when Tom Cotton.
7: Right. <laughs> or Romney. When Tom, no, no, no. R- Romney uh, got money. Romney from Utah. Uh, no, Tom uh, Cotton uh, from broke ass Arkansas. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When Tom Cotton stands up on, on the floor and goes, Pay it off. No, no, no. We got to send money direct. Right. Because yeah. you're absolutely right. right. W- w- what is happening here? Look, j- just, I mean, this is how basic this whole thing is. I said, I uh, just, I mean, three days ago, I hit my parents. Look, my parents are 72. Right. Okay. They live in, they live in my home in Texas. First thing is, do y'all need cash? Right. Because, see, the other thing is this here. What's happening is, right now, cash is king. Yeah. Because because the deal is, Mm -hmm. you now start dealing with credit. Now you start talking about credit cards, interest rates. People, all the folks who have been playing around with this whole deal... Right. ...don't seem to understand. Mm -hmm. This is not some small deal. This is impacting every sector. And I'm telling you, Scott... I'm I'm warning y'all right now, expect it. I believe we are two weeks away what's going to be a mandatory shutdown. Because if they cannot get, if they are unable, we got to be doing a million, two million, three million tests a week. This whole deal of, hey, we're shipping out thousands. No, 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 no. You got to be able, this is very basic math. 300 million Americans. If you do 10 million tests, in the next month, it's at $290 million. And well, the problem is, this whole deal about show symptoms, but you got people, you got NBA players, somebody need to explain to me how in the hell they got uh-huh.
2: tested.
7: Uh-huh. Who got tested? And how guys are like, I'm showing no symptoms. Well, but it, it's th- even worse. Th- so there's a couple doesn't whole, be oh, 10 though, million. It's going to be,
9: you're, you're right, you need 10 million. Uh, or you said three or four million. No,
7: I'm saying if you do 10 million
9: in the next month, You still got 290 million Americans that ain't been tested. But you're going to have more people, whether they're tested or not, who are going to become symptomatic. And so it's embarrassing. For example, here's the panel right here, right? Nobody's symptomatic for for the coronavirus, right? Okay, so here's the number one question. If you want to be tested cuz you could be asymptomatic, right? Right. Where would you go in the next 24 to 48 hours to get a corona test? First Anybody of all, on the panel? Hold up. First of all, according to I the, have no ac- idea. I well, know ac- ac- hold to
7: according to the mm-hmm. Surgeon General, mm-hmm. you're to the not surgeon. supposed to go. No, 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 no. <laughs> according to the Surgeon General, no, he, he said call your doctor. I called my doctor. Here's the problem with my that. My doctor You have doctors who you have I I, I, I There was a woman who's a doctor on MSNBC who said, "I have a patient who is showing symptoms" Couldn't get a test. Booyah. Yeah. Now what? A, the, a patient showing symptoms. Then it was kind of like, well, are the symptoms serious enough? <laughs> well, what? Do you have be gasping for breath? Right. I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, this is... And, and the thing so is... So what and, do you do with that patient, though, Rowan? So bas- what do you do? Basically, what their what their deal is, self-quarantine and hope that shit go
8: away. It goes, that's what... Well, well, take that's some talent, and sit tight.
12: Cuomo's <laughs> scenario with the doubling of yeah. the... Of the People who, of course, have been diagnosed, which, of course, we don't know about the unknown, the untested, mm-hmm. and and his conversation that he's been having now for a week about the hospitals being overwhelmed.
8: Yeah, that's a is, real. Thing. A,
12: is a real serious scenario that could actually happen. And uh, the fact that he's talking about that and locking down and having a shelter-in-place mm-hmm. in New York City, mm-hmm. I still can't believe it's in New York that they, shot, they shut down the bars. Yeah. Uh, and well, shut he shut down but, but, but in but the shelter-in-place last night. And the restaurants and bars shut down here in D.C. too. But point is, to get back to uh, the sense of urgency, I know he has a, a really uh, marked sense of urgency. He does. Uh, but, Governor
7: Ansley in right. Washington Governor State. Governor Hogan, Hogan in Maryland. Maryland. And, Hogan. And, and now we know, apparently, what happened in Washington State, the reason that thing blew up because the CDC, with examination, they realized there were employ- there were workers who were working at multiple. Old folks home. Right. right. And so the reason that thing hopped Mm -hmm. from place to place because the workers were actually moving from from place place to place. (laughs) place.
12: But the sense of urgency that that Hogan and Cuomo have, that has to be nationwide. Right. But but it has
7: to be on a federal level, but you have somebody who's playing games with... And again, (laughs) this is not picking on people who are young, but I was reading this story, I think it was in Wyoming. There are three cases. Let's pick on All three people (laughs) who are (laughs) under 30 years old. Yeah. All right, Right. so CBS News went out and did some interviews down in Miami. Y'all want to see stupid?
8: I get corona, I get corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months, we've had this trip planned. Two, three months, so we're just not even having a good time. Whatever happens, happens.
2: Like, it's really messing up with
9: my spring break. It's, what is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach? And they're closing all of it. It's really messing up. I think they're blowing it way out of proportion. I think it's doing
6: way too much. Doing
7: us bad. We need a refund. This virus ain't that serious. It's serious. It's more serious
0: things out there like hunger and poverty. and We need to address that.
6: Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go, but like we're here, I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party, so it's kind of disappointing, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks,
12: but... We're gonna make the best of it. We're enjoying, it. Our we're enjoying time ourselves. Now. It sucks, and I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We're having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day.
7: Turn up. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for. We're just gonna do what happens when it happens. When stuff closes, we're gonna do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can. We're- okay, y'all. <laughs> you heard the one person say, we met some people in the Airbnb and we're just hanging together. You don't know where in the hell they came <laughs> from. You don't know what they got. And all those people are going home.
8: Ain't <laughs> yeah. hey, no peril anywhere. Not, not, not a parole <laughs> anywhere. No, that, and they may have more situations than just coronavirus. We're right we just going to party <laughs> until they shut it down. And, look, and if it gets rough, but, but it gets the, rough. Go ahead. But, but the thing is this, right? The thing is this. You got to get people tested. You know, I, I think those folks shouldn't be allowed. They shouldn't. Where? Leave. Tell me where to go to get a test. Well, I, look, I know where to go in Maryland, but you I know. Do. I, yeah, yeah. The governor. He's, he's take, listen, we have a good, competent governor in Maryland. No, no, take, take, no, yeah. Same thing. First yeah. of
7: all, I would say Inslee in Washington State, right. Cuomo uh, in New York, uh, Hogan in Maryland, the woman who was in Michigan. Yep. No, we're, governors we're, across we're, the country are stepping up, but this still goes back to a federal think, response. Uh, to go back to leadership. Here's the videos that folks put together. Again, just so you understand the response of Trump from one point to the other, then you get the folks at Fox News, it was a whole different world. Uh, Y'all go ahead and play this video. Play this video showing you again the disparity in the responses.
6: This is yet another attempt to impeach the president. And sadly, it seems they care very little for any of the destruction they are leaving in their wake. We must test for the virus in order to stop the spread of it. What could be a very great recession some predicting even a depression.
0: At worst, worst case scenario, it could be the flu. I feel like the more I learn about this, the less there is to worry about. I was about to say the same thing. We don't have immunity
9: to this virus. It's a new virus. It's a pandemic strain of a virus we haven't seen before.
12: All the talk about coronavirus being so much more deadly doesn't reflect reality. Without a vaccine, The flu would be far more deadly. We are facing an incredibly contagious and dangerous virus that is moving across the world from one hotspot to another.
5: We're going to call out anyone and everyone who's using this virus as a political weapon against the president. The standard flu every single year kills tens of thousands of Americans. We are now entering what will be the crucial defining 15 day period as as it relates to this virus where we must slow the spread of coronavirus. It's
6: actually the safest time to fly. Everyone I know that's flying right now, terminals are pretty much dead. We have a responsibility to slow down this virus and to think of Mm. other people during this time. And so if you can keep your distance and prevent someone from getting close to you that might be sick, you could save your family, you can save the elderly and help our country as a nation. It is absolutely disgusting that Democrats are seeking to use
5: this complex virus to score cheap political points. This dangerous health crisis could dovetail quickly into a political crisis, already feeling economic
10: ramifications of it all.
7: Here's what I think would happen. I think uh, Suzanne Scott, the CEO of Fox News, had a meeting and say, dumbasses, (laughs) our audience, they're the ones who are most vulnerable. Take this seriously. That's why I think what you're seeing. When talk about taking it seriously as well, we finally, again, I told you a day after the New York Times dropped the story, all of a sudden the Secretary of Defense comes out of hiding, Secretary of Veteran Affairs comes out of hiding, and then they came to the, came to the podium today. I'm just saying you finally figured out they work for the administration, Donald Trump. Watch this.
0: You guys, have- DoD's coronavirus up efforts as we continue to focus on our three priorities. That's, first of all, protecting our personnel and their families. Second, safeguarding our national security mission capabilities. And third, of course, supporting the administration's whole-of-government approach. First of all, though, I do want to assure the American people that the United States military remains ready and capable of defending the country and our interests abroad. Now, with that, the department is leaning forward in our response to COVID-19. We have issued international and domestic travel restrictions to all DOD personnel and families that should dramatically reduce potential exposure to the virus. Those have been in place for some time now. As I announced yesterday, the Department of Defense will make available up to 5 million N95 respirator masks and other personal protective equipment from our own strategic reserves to the Department of Health and Human Services for distribution. The first 1 million masks will be available immediately. We're also prepared to distribute to HHS up to 2,000 operational deployable ventilators for use as needed. Uh, yesterday i was at fort dietrich maryland which is probably the military's premier research institute where i got updated on the incredible work our people are doing as part of the interagency team to work on vaccines and therapeutics they're making great progress there uh, we also have announced that we've uh, certified our 16th lab or we'll soon certify our 16th lab to help with uh, processing tests from across the country um, Additionally, I have directed, as the President mentioned, that the hospital ships Mercy and Comfort be prepared to deploy to increase the nation's medical capacity. And we have also alerted uh, a variety of uh, field and expeditionary hospitals to be prepared to deploy as well as needed, based on direction from the Commander in Chief. Today, leadership from the Army Corps of Engineers is in New York meeting with Governor Cuomo and his team. I spoke with Governor Cuomo yesterday and other governors. I will be speaking to more in the coming days to make sure that they know what DOD can provide. Uh, through our system to, to address their needs. In my conversations with governors and members of Congress about DOD's resources, I've made it clear that we will continue to support the administration's uh, comprehensive efforts and the country every step of the way while ensuring our nation's security remains the, the top priority. I want to conclude by thanking again all of our service members and their families who have been affected by this outbreak. Uh, they are all uh, great heroes. We are continuing to support them throughout this. We are all in this together. Thank you all very much. Thank you
7: very much. All right, folks, very few African-Americans serving in the military have ever had four stars on their shoulders. My next guest, he is one of them. He was the first leader of AFRICOM, uh, that command when it was uh, started under President uh, George H.W. Bush. Uh, General Kip Ward joins us right now. General, glad to have you here. You heard the Secretary of Defense there. General, look, you've had to deal with these issues being over AFRICOM, dealing with the issues with Ebola and other issues happening uh, (coughs) all across the globe. Explain to the audience, really being in the room, how the military operates uh, when something like this here. This is a national security issue as well. You know, how do you mobilize? We heard that in the military, look, that they've canceled all domestic international uh, uh, flight, uh, allowing people to stay where they are. So so give us a sense of how the military is operating and thinking right now.
3: Good evening, Roland, and uh, thanks for uh, inviting me to be This evening, a couple of dimensions that we want to consider here. First of all, you know, the military as the Department of Defense and all of its entities has this primary mission, obviously, of safeguarding our nation's security, both at home and abroad in varying ways. Uh, As a brigade commander, for instance, uh, I deployed my brigade to Florida for Operation Hurricane Andrew Relief because our citizens at home uh, needed the support that we, the military, could provide. Uh, the second, and I'll go back into more of that in a bit, but and the second dimension is uh, that as, as a citizen, uh, we too are subjected to the same sorts of things that every American citizen is subjected to, uh, be it at home or abroad. And so doing the things that are prudent measures that every citizen would do, uh, that is also a part of this dynamic. So when you look at the specifics of the reaction, uh, the activity being undertaken by the military, uh, candidly at this point, my Understanding is that that you have as well. i am not deeply involved uh, in this at this time, but understanding the processes uh, from the standpoint of what you do to protect the force. And those are the things that are common, things that are being done by every American citizen that candidly are our first line of defense when it comes to protecting ourselves from uh, COVID-19, this spread of this virus. And then secondly, the things that can be done by the military as an institution of our federal government that will support the efforts of our other agencies, uh, local state governments, with respect to being able to respond, uh, address contingencies as they arise. And in this particular situation, we're learning things every day and then being able to present these sorts of contingencies, alternatives to the decision maker such that those resources can be brought to bear if needed, where needed, and in a timely way.
7: When we hear people say the military should be dispatched, National Guard should be dispatched, uh, if that's the case, how are they used? Used to do what?
3: The dispatch of the National Guard, obviously, in our, in our system, those forces belong to state governors. And as you've indicated, and I've heard, you know, many of the state governors are, in fact, dispatching and using those milita- those National Guard forces to do a multitude of things. It could be assisting the state and local authorities to do things such as distribution of of food, other material that help to abate the, the, the crisis. They could be used to help transport, provide logistics. It's basically in logistics support, and in some cases, potentially to provide a security umbrella for the conduct of other activities uh, under the direction of the state and local officials when it comes to the National Guard. And at this point in time, it is the National Guard who, who is under the jurisdiction of the governors and the territorial uh, entities to provide that type of support. And it's wholly appropriate that governors uh, take their National Guard outfits and provide that type of logistical support uh, in order to support the activities of their state and local ent- uh, entities. We
7: heard uh, them talking about the Defense Production Act uh, and then what that does uh, to, to free up. You, you, can, can you explain again for, for the audience who doesn't know anything about the Defense Production Act, what that even does?
3: Essentially, in a national emergency, those industry activities that produce commodities that are important in addressing a particular situation can be directed by the president to then develop as well as to, to make, produce those items of equipment that are important to addressing the national scenario. And so, in this case, those private entities that make various things that are important in addressing this situation because of the invocation of the Defense Production Act, those, active, those institutions and those Jobs, those particular agencies, those corporations <clears throat> devote their resources to producing products that are particularly designed to address this situation. And that is done under the offices of the Defense Production Act.
9: Hey, General uh, Ward, this is A. Scott Bolden. Good seeing you again. I hope you're doing well. Um, my question has to do with what we're not seeing. Uh, from your, In your opinion, what aren't we doing? What aren't we seeing? What aren't we uh, moving forward as the federal government addresses uh, this uh, coronavirus? For example, uh, I raised earlier in the show the Army Corps of Engineers could be brought in to lead to set up... Uh, hospitals. They build bridges. They do all kinds of incredible things all over the uh, the world. And yet we don't see them in some leadership role. Uh, we don't see FEMA in some leadership role. I know you've got some experience with working with FEMA. And so what aren't we doing and why aren't those agencies leading or why aren't we hearing about them?
3: Yeah. Uh, hi. Hello there, Scott. And uh, two things that we need to understand about that process One, uh, in our federal system of government, and regardless of how we may think about it, and having been a part of many forms of government, this one is the one that I would certainly want to be living under, where when you get to the type of disaster situation that exists, and this is clearly a global disaster situation and is impacting our country, but the state local authorities put the demand on the table. You don't see generals like I was marching into an area and saying, This is what I'm going to do, move aside. Now, there may be times when someone might want to see that. But again, that happens in places where I've been, and certainly you have as well. And that's not how our system of government is established. And so unless a lot of other things change, that piece of it is the way it is. And candidly, uh, I'm okay with that. Secondly, when it comes to what's not being seen, I mentioned the fact of contingencies, you know, the United States military, we are, a cont- we plan for the unknown, not because we know the specifics, but when it comes to providing support, a range of contingency actions that can be taken from moving logistics and supplies to safeguarding facilities, to providing stocks that may exist uh, in the stocks of the Department of Defense that could be then used in that civilian contingency from airlift to other sorts of things are appropriate. The response is contingent upon the examination of the specific activity at the time, as opposed to doing things. And to use a term that I use, when I serve AFRICOM, you want to add value and at a minimum do no harm. And so as you add value, that value must be from an informed position. And that inform- that information derived is derived from how you understand what you're getting from state and local entities, and then once that's understood you respond in kind as best as possible uh, when when it comes to moving forward and supplying with either logistics, augmentation of personnel, uh, some organizational activities. And so the various entities, be it the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, which is basically a civilian entity. Uh, It's basically a civilian entity uh, that comes together. Uh, It doesn't exist in one glob. It comes together as pieces may be needed from the contractor support that's available. Uh, You have certainly a professional core that's there uh, that operates day in and day out. But when it comes to standing up and bringing things together, be it out of our National Guard and Reserve, mobilizing these activities is what goes on. The plans that exist to do that are plans that are contingency plans based on a range of scenarios that can be tailored to the specific situation at hand.
12: Lord. It's uh, Lauren Burke. How are you? Um, you? During your time in the Army, there's a lot of rumors right now about quarantining people. Uh, I don't know whether they're true or not. It might be the Russians playing around with us. But when you were in the Army, you ever heard, hear of a plan that sounded like it could actually happen where Americans would be quarantined someplace for any reason, whether it was disease or anything else?
3: Well, well certainly quarantine is a term that we all are aware of. Uh, there is, from the standpoint of my specific understanding, a quarantine for the sake of quarantine isn't something that was done. You you have a circumstance or a situation uh, where to safeguard, to prevent, uh, that certainly is there. uh, But no, uh, I've not been apprised of any specific situation whereby you quarantine for the sake of quarantine other than some existential situation that exists that makes quarantine a Very valid course of action to be taken, uh, as would would be potentially the case here, Uh, and as right now, in a sense, we we are there. I mean, I'm here now, uh, quote unquote, you know, grounded because I'm taking the the advice of those who say it's best to stay put and prevent the spread of this thing. And when you see folks who don't do that voluntarily, well, it's kind of like what the president. Kennedy said many, many years ago, though, ask what you can, can do for your country. What every individual American citizen can do for, to help combat this is to interact as little as possible because the more you interact, the greater potential is for this thing to spread in ways that we still don't understand candidly. And the greatest prevention for that, to that is, is to stay put so that you don't risk the spread of this disease. And, to, and in today's global environment, it's even more a potential if the mixing the inter- the interaction is such that uh, it just enhances the potential that for that happening and so quarantine if the situation demands it and requires it for many reasons would be an appropriate course of action given all other options and alternatives having been tried tested or deemed to be not to, would not work
8: Hi, uh, general gene craig here question so We have an absence of leadership right now um and so my my question to you is you know being someone that oversaw AFRICOM and you know has a thorough understanding of uh you know what disaster response looks like on multiple different levels and different scales um you know if you were president who would be the one person that you would you know appoint essentially as the point person to handle this response to to bring all the levers of government together um local state federal and and how would you empower them because i think that's what you know that's what we need right now um i mean you know, a lot of the governors are stepping up, but, you know, the federal response just isn't clicking right now.
3: Yeah, well, I, I, don't, I don't think I could answer that because <laughs> I'm not probably going to have all these him, right? <laughs> that, that would be important to make that determination. Again, we live in a federal system of government and, uh, and that federal system of government uh, that I swore for 40 years to, to obey and respect, and I still do, nothing has changed about that. And, it, and, if, and, and unless we're to throw a lot of other things then we have to ensure that what we do in our federal system of government works. And in these cases, and it's truly a national scenario, but our state local authorities that are backdropped and supported by our federal response capabilities and resources are where we ought to be and and collaborating and cooperating and discussing so that things are known, facts are known, as best as we can, because there is no 100% guarantee of any... Day. These things are changing daily. And one of the, uh, I guess I'll call it one of our axioms that we use in the military, no plan survives once you cross the line of departure. So what we were thinking last yep. week yep. is different than what's happening today and will be different than what goes on tomorrow. And so to be wedded to a particular thing, because it was what it was a week ago, is candidly, a reduces your ability to respond you respond to the scenario as it changes, doing your very best to be out in front of it and doing those proactive things as best as you can determine will support where you are uh, and where you want to go. And so for me, uh, who that person might be, again, not a position to say, the involvement of the team is important and listening to what the team brings to the table from the varying perspectives to make a decision is where we, we, is where we are and uh, I'll probably be on the same p- side of moving forward.
7: General, I do have to ask you this here. Speed matters. Look, you serve in the military. You know, you know what happens uh, when people wait. You know what happens uh, on the battlefield uh, when folks say, "Well, no, let's do this 48 hours from now," as opposed to do it now. Uh, it sort of work both. Sometimes it work, works both ways. You got to have enough time to get get your troops prepared, have your logistics in place, your supply lines to be able to execute something. But when you look at something along those like this here, when you look at a video, and guys, go ahead and play that video again. Uh, this was February 12th of this year. And there was a coronavirus hearing in the Department of Homeland Security. And Senator Kamala Harris put this video on her Twitter feed on February 12th, 2020. I want you to listen to this. And we'll talk about today being almost a month later. Guys, go ahead and play that.
4: The American people also, Mr. Chairman, need to hear from the officials who are currently responsible for addressing this. And um, we need a public hearing with current government officials as soon as possible. It is critical to my state of California. I have spoken with um, some of the current officials and asked them why they are not here today. And they did not have a, right. they they did not have a good response for why they are not. In fact, um, they went on to say, well, we have to take time to prepare talking points. The American people deserve them to be here this morning. I'm
7: not asking you to uh, critique uh, this administration. If you choose to do so, you will. but. When you think back to that, February 12th, 2020, when you look at the, the comments where Trump was like, we got to contain, it's under control, I'm not really worried about it, here we are look, more than a month later, we still aren't even testing, you know, 1,000 people a day. We, 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 there are things that are happening more than a month later that should have been really in place a month ago. Can you speak to uh, when time is of the essence, how every day delayed makes this situation even worse?
3: Yeah, uh, Roland, and I appreciate that. Uh, you know, the the essentials mm-hmm. of time are clearly important uh, with respect to what you do, when you do it, and how you do it. And all based on, pred- predicated upon the information available at hand at the time. Uh, we have... A requirement to to take your best information you have and based on that information, uh, take decisions and actions that are reflective of your understanding at that particular point in time, given who has the ability to to certainly bring resources to bear. Unfortunately, for me, I don't know what was going on on February 12th, other than what I certainly recall from the, the news media as well. So I can't address and say what should have been done or not done at that point in time because I'm not aware of the information. I I will tell you this. I will tell you this. Uh, You know, as a commander, as a commander, there were times when I made a decision uh, very, very quickly that I said, wow, I should have maybe waited three or four days because I I had some information that I didn't have at the time. And there were times when uh, information that I didn't have, but I just felt I needed to make a decision. I made that as well. Uh, And it turned out to be a good decision at the time. Uh, but there have been other times also that the decision was made, to say, ha, it would have been a better decision had I waited. So it's not the type of scenario that you can say absolutely what should have been the case or not case, not having this thing called facts bearing on the situation. And you need to take advantage of those to the very best you can. And uh, and that's what we we tried to do. And I would imagine and guess that that's what the leaders have tried to do. I'm not sure. I don't know. I wasn't there. Not a privy to that. But I'm uh, certain that from the standpoint of the military point of view perspective, uh, you have military, especially here in the the homeland defense uh, arena, uh, the Northern Command, that they were doing those sorts of things based on information at time and preparing themselves, looking at the contingencies, determining what might be available, should be called upon, and then preparing to to offer that up uh, as soon as it was requested uh, by the National Command Authority or by uh, the states.
7: All right. Retired General Kit Ward, we surely appreciate uh, you joining us, giving us uh, that analysis. Uh, I, I made. A, I, I keep saying this. Uh, it's important for us that we see African-Americans who are doctors, or who are who are experts in pandemics, but also in the military out here because, unfortunately, in mainstream media, uh, you swear uh, when it comes to black generals, only one exists is Colin Powell. Uh, so uh, always <laughs> glad to have your voice. We appreciate you joining Thank us. Thank you. All right, Let's thanks a lot. Pr- proud to serve. All right, thanks, sir. <laughs> Tell your wife hello. All right, folks, we were talking about, uh, first of all, this came in while we were interviewing General. Go to my iPad, please. Congressman Mario Diaz Ballard, a Republican out of Florida, uh, has tested positive for coronavirus, becoming the first US lawmaker to contract the virus as spreading throughout the United States. Uh, remember, a number of folks were down there gathered at mar Largo. Uh, where uh, different people tested positive, the mayor of Miami yeah. uh, and so many others. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the chairwoman of the Republican National Committee, y'all noticed that they announced that she was being quarantined, uh, but there's been no word about uh, the testing yeah. because the White House complained. Uh, that she, <laughs> they, they complained that she went public yeah. uh, with having symptoms. And again, that to me speaks to a White House that's unwilling uh, to deal with reality and just wants people just to shut up uh, and be quiet. Also, I got, while we were sitting here talking, I got this tweet here. That, and I got to go ahead and talk about this here uh, because I think it, it, it speaks to the problem that I think we have. So, you know, we, you heard the people who have been quite critical of these stock buybacks in these companies. Uh, well, this person, Lee Fang, just put this tweet out, and I had to pull it up, uh, and uh, it says, Holy shit, Boeing spent $43 billion That's on stock mm-hmm. buybacks helping more than double its stock price right. in 2017 2018 enriching shareholders right. only to melt down from its mass produced faulty planes and the current coronavirus crisis now they need a bailout and you see they have the story there from nakedcapitalism.com mm-hmm. but here's the thing they want a 60 billion dollar bailout mark cuban was right i'm sorry yeah
12: mark cuban was all really these companies right. who, <laughs> yeah. who
7: spent billions yeah. the trillion dollars they that they were able to uh, to bank from the from the Trump Trump tax cut, what do these companies do? And the thing is, Trump we kept saying Trump was lying. Oh, they're going to use the money and put it back into the companies and the workers. And the CEOs were literally at, on panels saying, "No, we're not. We're going to do stock buyback." Right.
12: Yep. And that, that's the trickle down nonsense that we've heard for years. Mm-hmm. I'll give Trump a little credit at this moment, though. He's headed in the right direction with the 2,000. Hopefully, nobody 2,000 per person, nobody will get in the way and stop him. But the same thing happened. when We did the bailout in 2008. We gave a bunch of money to bankers, right? Yeah. And what did that get us? Pretty much, absolutely nothing. My view was, let them jump out the window like we did with. Right. The, with I'm the, sorry. The, hey, I don't. I'm the, sorry. Hey, Boeing,
7: you're a plane 1920s. maker. Guess what? Right. Your financial problems are because of your your rush exactly. of the 737
8: Max. Exactly. <laughs> that's the deal. And I'm sorry, what Boeing about their does 100, not. 100,000 employees. 100, that's not the bigger issue. The bigger, bigger is, 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 around is, the world. Boeing. The bigger thing about Boeing is this. We just we want a CEO, got forced out, we, yeah. and it's a new CEO. Yes, but we know Boeing as, <laughs> right. the, as a plane manufacturer that, that pretty much supplies, you know, most of the American airlines. The government other knows Boeing. governments, Bo- the go- now, now, around I the saying, world, yes, too. The government knows Boeing as one of their top defense contractors right. exactly. and also the producer of most of the, of most of the things that NASA needs to continue their operations. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's why they're asking for a bailout. But I agree, these, these companies, these companies, these companies, these companies they they should have done what Apple's done over the year. They should have done with with a lot of the, a lot of you know our strong. Top 20 companies in the country, they held their cash for a rainy day right. like this. Right. Scott, Bill, no, Boeing. Two years ago, no, no, Scott, three years, three Boeing, three years ago, this is a business show, but three years, Boeing, years ago, everybody was asking. 16, no, 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 no. Three years ago, everybody was asking what Apple's more. going to do Google with the $100 billion company. he no. no. waited for a situation right. like this. And Google. <laughs> and Google. what? safe as a Republican. What do you mean, I don't believe in bailouts. I don't believe it Let me tell you something. I believe in moral hazard, all right? It's a stronger company. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold a I believe, I believe in I believe in more housing But if we're going, but if we're going to bail out, if we're going to bail out, but it needs to start more. If we're, they, gonna we're, we're gonna bail out anybody, it needs to start, start with the American tax taxpayer. Listen, listen, me being listen, me being a Republican, Hold on, hold on, hold on. They can't be able to do You let him talk on quiet Me being a Republican is me believing in conscious capitalism. A big part of that conscious capitalism is companies doing the right thing first for their shareholders. Mm-hmm. You know what the best thing these companies should have did for their shareholders? It makes mm-hmm. sure their balance sheets were healthy. Right. Make sure their balance sheets provided right. long-term growth and long-term stability. Right. Don't run it through stock buybacks, Yes, it does. Yes, it allows for temporary growth. It allows for temporary... temporary to... No, no, no. No it, no. It no, it doesn't! No, 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 no. It no, 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 it doesn't! It allows for higher earnings per share because, because there are less shares. It allows for one thing and one thing only. So higher earnings mean, per in. share because there are less <laughs> shares being <there> distributed upon. It's not. Scott, listen, listen. I respect you as a lawyer. <laughs> you're totally lost here. You're totally lost here. You're totally lost here. Sustained. Listen, sustained. 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 If I'm building a
9: stronger company. You want, stronger, right? you want a oh, strong balance You want a strong cash You want to have enough wait, wait, capital to finish. Things. It has a better work environment. It helps the employees. <coughs> it gives them expertise and training. And all of the all of the strength of that P and L doesn't exactly go all to the shareholders. But there's more money reinvested. You may not like the percentage of what's being reinvested, on, but Scott. overall it helps <laughs> the strength of that company. We and we stop. need a strong bond. Right. wait. We wait, need wait, a strong wait, wait, finish. And so if they even do it through buyback, you don't like it, out. then tell them they can't do that. They somebody. did none of that. Scott, I said, listen, even if you Donald don't Trump want that, you're wrong. Okay, okay? But, you're wrong. Well, I'm not wrong. We just disagree. No, we don't disagree. You've been down that path. You've been down that path with me. You're wrong. Wait, wait, wait. You're wrong as hell. You
8: know, you know, you know, you know what would allow? You know what would allow for all of those things to take place of employees? You know what would allow? Just don't like because shareholders make money. You know, company makes money. You know what would allow? Stop,
9: stop. For hundreds of Finish. thousands of employees. I'm done. what I'm
8: done. actually what a lot for all those things you want to talk about, oh, like actually God. developing your workforce, giving you an increase in salaries. A strong cash position. Board, oh, wait, a the strong cash position board on your balance sheet. Uh, the ability. The ability, the way, if your debt is called in tomorrow, you can just pay it off. Stock and, the ability. And, and the ability to do M and A deals because so you have cash on your balance sheet. Stock. Cash on, well, on a balance sheet. Cash on a balance sheet. I got you. I got all that. The
12: problem with what you're saying, and I'm hearing you. I'm hearing you, Scott. But the problem with what you're saying is the dollar stores, the Kmarts, the Targets. These people who pay, you know, ooh, we're doing minimum wage, we're making all this money for the top 1%. What Bernie That's Sanders? They can afford. Yeah, okay. What, Bernie, what Bernie Sanders says is right about that. That's the thing. That's the and inescapable well, we them fact, them more, okay? And that employees no, that, that, will never be that, rich that, working for Target? No, that the very small percentage of people on the top make the most money, and then there's they this take big the group too. at the bottom... They started the,
7: the company. Oh, they took all the rest. They all were born. I can't first just read it. So you so us so do stuff. First do all all of all, this is real simple. you want a better job, I'll get the work at home. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about... One second. No, 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 no. No, no, wait, 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 wait. 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 This is real simple. Get a better job. No, this is real simple. Wait a minute. This is real simple. You could have had a fee. No, this is real simple. Boeing, I'm talking now. I'm talking. This is real simple. Boeing. No, no, this is real simple. Simple. I got this. I'm talking. If you're Boeing, if you want a $60 billion bailout, this is what we're going to do. We're going to give you a $60 billion loan. Okay. And we want our money back. Hmm. No. The no fe- interest f- rate. No, the federal government. No, no, no. no hell no. Rate. no. No interest No, you, no. you're going to okay, pay interest rate. You're going to pay interest percent, rate.
8: Because we can't afford
7: Let, let me back. say it right now. <laughs> the cruise industry, Boeing. Oh, they need help, too. casinos, all of you. If you want taxpayers to bail you out, there's going to be a list of stringent restrictions mm-hmm. that you got to abide by, and you're going to pay it back. I'm sorry, I am. We this it is it is nonsensical for those companies that took that money to do stock buybacks. You're Sheldon Adelson, and you're worth 31 billion dollars. Yeah. That's misleading. No, it's not. Mr. Martin, you don't understand. No, it's not. It's real simple. It's <laughs> real simple. We are not going to go down another path <laughs> where we're going to bolster their bottom lines and do what the banks did. They said they had toxic assets. And those same banks, what did they do? Took the bailout, shore up their bottom line, held on to those toxic assets yep. when the home when the home market improved then sold those toxic assets in in bundles of 25 and 50,000 mm-hmm. block homes to private equity yeah. and then made Americans then become renters as opposed to homeowners no 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 the only way this the only way and they the survive. only way and the only way around. this works first of all now, now they survive they thrive and, the and, and and home...
9: Towards not owners. Right, part, that owners. Here's that he couldn't saying? afford the to be an owner. Were, the
12: Scott are paying into those companies. See, the idea that you give the 2,000 and the moral hazard argument is not a terrible one. But when they get the 2K or the 1K or whatever it is, they Mm -hmm. pay into the companies that you're talking about to Mm -hmm. become profitable. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with that?
8: Well, because my my thing is this. My thing is this. That way, it's not enough. The companies were negligent. You take the bailout. That's what what this comes down to. Power, the Companies were negligent. You took all your cash. Companies were negligent. What you have right now are a bunch of companies that made bad decisions. You have a bunch of dick bolts running around right now. You got a bunch of I'm right You do got with a bunch of, you have a bunch of CEOs, you the got a bunch of CEOs that, that made bad decisions. For the so you have a bunch They're of responsible you for have the a, coronavirus. Let me say, you have Listen, I know a lot of these folks are your clients, but the thing is that you have a lot of folks that want, <laughs> you have a lot of folks <laughs> that wanted to pretend to be, that wanted to pretend to be Eric Smith and Tim and 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 Tim Cook. And and I hey, just uh, start own no. Look, well, well, somebody that started as somebody start is company, a small business. owner I understand it. But the thing is this: the thing is this. But, but, when you, what you when, so when you about?
9: when you are, I'm not mad. What's wrong with wealth? I'm not an an mad. I believe in wealth. I, I believe in change right. No one develops so you don't wealth. you know what take the change. Good. You balance big money. Go for it. If you
12: believe in entrepreneurship, then I do. The money should go to small businesses. I do. This real chef. Go to your chef. y'all.
7: First of all, first of all, the
12: First of hold on. We got. What about
7: you, Pete? Hold on. I've got it. Hold mean, what do you mean, you people? Hey, stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> first of all, first of all, first of all, let me be real clear. Don't stop talking, I'm Kappa. I'm Republican. Kappa, stop talking. I'm, this I'm you, you'll get over it. You'll get over uh, it. All right, but, 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 all right. I, I, Hold up, hold up. I got it. Hold up. I, no, we're done with the topic. We're done. I think she wants to talk. We're done. No, we're done with this topic. <laughs> what we'll talk about is when the hell is Bernie Sanders going to get out of the race? <laughs> Last night, of course, uh, we told you what happened on Tuesday night, uh, where very uh, Florida in Illinois, we can go. Down the line, uh, how uh, Joe Biden did. Let me tell you, there's something that's so cold. I didn't even realize this. Well, something somebody did this <laughs> here, and I now, now some fool, of course, who also follows me, who's like, "Oh, you've been you've been sold out for um, for uh, Biden," which is funny because I haven't endorsed anybody at all. But I saw a tweet from David Axelrod that I thought to be uh, quite interesting, mm-hmm. uh, and he said that of the nine states that Biden has won, here it is. Um... Let me uh, take a picture of it. You Hold up. Us for this? He said, <laughs> <laughs>
12: "Yeah,
7: yeah, yeah." No, <laughs> actually, yeah. no, no, actually, no, exactly. no, actually, I I no actually, I interrupted you for it because, hey. frankly, you were saying the exact same thing over and over and over again.
8: No 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 no, small no, 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 no. First of
7: all, we already I covered because I because big business. Plus, 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 also, I, <laughs> I also, answer, also, also, also I understand. I also understand that Scott is playing y'all and just bullshitting and y'all are falling for the Okie doke. So, yes, he is. He is. He <laughs> really was always on it. Anyway, you're damn right. I know exactly what the hell it. it was. So, it's like, you're like you, he, he went down that rabbit hole and you chased no, it. No, and that's why I was like, that's why I was sitting there. No, Both no, no, y'all chased no, it. No, yeah? Right. Like I said, and you still chasing it. Right now you're chasing it. it. That's why you're laughing. That's why you're laughing. So, David Astorow tweeted this out. He said, amazing <laughs> stat from a smart Florida political hand in Alabama, Arkansas. Florida, Mississippi, Missouri, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Virginia, Joe Biden won all but 10 counties. Mm-hmm. That's nine states. Yep. All right, that's not a blowout. That's like a straight ass whooping. That's a of snap. Now, this is real simple. Bernie Sanders, has, uh, first of all, Axios reported he was suspending his campaign. Y'all, can y'all stop falling for Axios? Okay, if Axios reports any, anything, <laughs> don't believe it. Okay, just straight up, don't, oh, until somebody else confirms he it. it so, oh, so but, 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 uh, but here's the deal. Uh, it, it's, here's the deal. Things. Can Senator... Yeah. It, look, it's, it's clear. First of all, also, Scott, at this point, Biden has more delegates ahead of Sanders than Obama had at this point against Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense to Senator Sanders to continue running after the shellacking that he keeps getting in these states, losing by 20, 30, 40 points to Joe Biden? It's an object
9: rejection, and so it makes no sense for him to continue. He needs to fall in. But this is his second run. I don't see the path forward. If you had Bernie Sanders on the show, if I were you, I'd ask him one question over and over again. What is the path forward to winning? And if you don't have a substantial path forward to winning, then you need to do like the other Democratic candidates, uh, support Biden, unify the party, and let's go beat Trump and I'd be interested in what his response would be, or any from his campaign, because right now, this isn't getting better, other than the, the primaries being delayed. It's not getting better, and his message is the same, and it's soundly being rejected for uh, results as opposed to a revolution. Lauren, Amy mm-hmm.
7: Klobuchar and Pete Buttigieg... You disagree Buda, with me? Excuse me, hold on a second. Amy Klobuchar oh, and Pete oh, Buttigieg dropped out after South Carolina, because when they looked at the map, mm-hmm. they saw, literally, ass-whoopings being prepared. And in politics... Two things happen. You can stay in and keep getting blown out, mm-hmm. or you could actually pull out, maintain whatever leverage that you might have. Mm-hmm. If you, when you look at these numbers, when you look at what happened mm-hmm. in Illinois, what happened in Florida, yeah. he lost Washington State. When you look at I'm going down the line, why do you stay in? So do you have a path forward?
12: Why do you stay in? Is because we're running a primary season. They're running for president. They're competing against each other. We would have said this about Joe Biden if we used the same logic of, oh my God, he might lose. Biden would have gone. Amy out. A- Buttigieg and a- a- Amy Klobuchar never had a chance of winning. Okay, you mi- okay, first of all. No, no, no. First, pa- first of all, of you missed
7: what I just said. No, no, no. What I, no, I, no, no, did. I, what I just what I just, of of after, it. After, <laughs> what I just said okay. is after after South Carolina, after South Carolina, they saw the gauntlet coming forward. They saw how bad they did among black voters. When you look at the election results that even took place last night, and then go to last Tuesday, and then you look at what happened. Again, losing by 40-plus points in Florida, losing by double digits in Illinois, and then we can go on, losing in Michigan, a state he beat Hillary Clinton in. Is there What is the path forward for Senator Bernie Sanders?
12: In 2008, Barack Obama ran. He ran a very smart campaign with regards to the delegate count and it came to sort of the end we didn't know what was going to happen i'm not saying that we don't know what's going to happen now it looks like biden is going to win but if we look at the delegate count it's one one thousand one thirty three for biden and eight thirty three for sanders it's not it's not that close, but it's not a complete blowout.
7: Actually, I, I, I said, yeah, it's I, hold on, hold on, hold on. Biden has a larger delegate lead today. Mm. than Obama had against Hillary.
12: Great, fantastic. The guy is running for president. If, if, every, if no, no, if, I know if, he's, he's running for president with everybody. <laughs> he's running for president, and he has the he has the right to run to the end if it's okay with. First of everybody, everybody, no, all, everybody no, here's the deal. He deal. Right oh, first of all, 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 hey, all, hey, all, all, First everybody has the right. Hold on. Everybody has the right. Hold on. Bloomberg. Is he gonna drop? No, no, no. No, first, all, if really win, okay, <laughs> so first
7: of all, you can't win. Okay, hold Stop. Hold us So first of I don't know asking. what. That's always a conversation. It has, has always been. always no, been the conversation here. No, it's been the conversation
12: forever with Bernie Sanders. No, no, no. Why with who? Is with, with who? who? Is no, living? no. Why with who? Why is he this? No, no, Why no. With who? With who? In general. No, 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 no.
7: I don't do general. I do this show. Oh and so what I don't what are do... are asking right it, now? No, what I'm what asking, asking right, now, right is now is a very basic question. You're asking when is he... Gonna... No, 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 I'm not. No, 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 that's not... No, what I'm asking is, if you have been blown out in multiple states... Ten counties. Okay? I'm reading in nine states, you only win ten counties. Okay? That means that you're getting embarrassed every week. The question I asked is, and I'll ask you, Eugene. The question is. When you, I'm, is I'm asking out? Eugene. When is he dropping? I'm asking question? Eugene. He didn't let her finish. I'm not, no, She first didn't of all, answer. No, she's she did answer. she's finished. Okay. I'm asking Eugene. <laughs> do you reach a point, Eugene, where if you keep getting blown out, you actually are
8: losing leverage, or do or do you drop out, realizing the path is getting smaller? Mm-hmm. So the thing is this. I think we have a situation here where. Bernie's kind of drunk on his own celebrity right now. All right, um, you know he's drunk on his own celebrity. He doesn't have a pathway for, but his folk around him, the team around him, Talcom X and crew, they they, they got they're trying to figure out, you know, you know what their what what is their next step, right? You know, you know, what is, the, what is their next step? You know, they're, they're lost right now. You know, they're three weeks without a primary. You know, Biden's, you know, delegate count is insurmountable. I mean, because of the way the system What's is. this your is, point, though? My point. Excuse me. Uh, he's talking. Uh, Go. My, my point, my point is that because I, yeah, I want to finish your point. I went, I went through this as a Ron Paul supporter against Mitt Romney in 2012. Right. There, there, <laughs> Bernie has a right to stay in until the end, until the end. But. The par- but wait, wait, as a party, as a former party official, the party has a right to form to, to form around Joe Biden as a presumptive nominee and move forward without him and pick him up along the way. Um, but but you know Bernie doesn't have a pathway for it, but he does have a right to stick in and stick it through.
9: He loses his power and leverage the longer he stays in, because what's he going to do with the? What is his delegates? power? What is his after power? Waste his, to his the power to, to the DNC? Well, well, his after power he will be powerless because One, one, it will up, be a well, one second, convention. Scott is talking.
7: I, I, I shut I, him I, up I when y'all were talking.
9: <laughs> Finish your point. I got too many opinions over there. Finish man. your point. Go. He loses his leverage if he holds on and stays in a race into the DNC. Right now, he can get out, use his delegates, and negotiate for something of value for himself, his state, or, or, or whatever, basically. Every day he stays in and doesn't unify behind Biden to go after Trump, right? He's, he's becoming powerless or less powerful. Well,
7: the, the, the question I'm going to raise is here, because, again, here's the deal. You, when you said uh, Bernie has a right to stay in, every candidate could. Warren could have stayed in. Bloomberg could have stayed in. Buttigieg could have stayed in. Klobuchar could have stayed in. Uh, Harris could have stayed in. Booker, Castro. I can go down online. Hell, Delaney, Bennett, all of them. But all of them made, came to a point where they said, all right, let me look at this whole deal here and say, me staying in, what does it actually get me? No. If you're Sanders, if you're Sanders, and if you're looking at the map forward and you're in this to win it, what are you looking at? What can you win when two states that were just flat out, Michigan and Washington State, you won four
12: years ago. You
7: couldn't even win this year.
12: Yeah, that's after bad. watching Hillary Clinton and that bullshit that we saw with Debbie Wasserman shows and the DNC oh. of, oh, it's just got to be her. It's just got to be her. I think competition is fine. I huh. think people okay, are say, having. Okay, I not say I'm competition is fine as well. Yeah. But it's a difference saying, between
7: competition and getting blown out. It's yeah. like the Harlem. I can. Yeah. Do
12: you actually go to a Harlem Globetrotters tri- <laughs> game <laughs> and think the Washington Generals are going to actually win the game? It's politics. It ain't basketball. It's politics. It's he gets to thing. say, oh, it's a sport." Bernie Sanders, you do <laughs> not like him, whatever. Wait hold on, <laughs> wait a minute. You're the same so you're person who just sat there in, and said man.
7: Klobuchar and Buttigieg had no shot. Had no shot. Show me Bernie Knows shot. Hands. <laughs> are you done? No, 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 no. Yeah, you you said too? they had no shot. Talk. Show me Bernie are you shot. What's that? the shot? No, no, no. Are Just you show. done talking? No, no. You said.
12: Hold are up, you Lauren. You said. Buddha, Josh, and shot. Had no shot. And you're still getting over that comment. Yeah, no, no. no I'm asking still you. still getting over that. Show me where <laughs> Sanders <laughs> shot. Moments
7: later. No, where Sanders shot.
12: The point is, Bernie Sanders being in the race, I, I know it shakes everybody up. I know it does bo- <laughs> No, it doesn't. Go on, should, you been going. Yeah, everybody losing. I know. no Everybody is, is the chattering class. Who's everybody? Class. The chattering class has been saying this for years what about him. chattering class? For Lauren, we're Sanders. not... Lauren,
7: there are four people here. Why is <laughs> We are not here? talking the chattering class. Lauren, I'm asking, asking, I'm is asking is he you asking you. A, no, out? no, I'm asking it's you a the question. When is he dropping out question? No, 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 no. Lauren, no, no, no. you can't have
12: it both ways. You want to have it both ways right now. Whatever, you're talking you, to yourself. No, no. You
7: want to say... You want to say... You want to say... Buddha, Judge, and club had no shot. But then when I ask you, where is Sanders' pathway? Forward, then you're like, oh, here's the right to run. You're talking okay, to yourself. Okay, give it in both ways. Eugene, do you see... If I could do you finish see... the
12: sentence, which... No, have oh, but you I can't even answer the question. Yeah, 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 can, yeah, all right. whatever. Have, I know you want to box me say. into your world. No,
7: project. I want no, you to no, answer okay. the question. You said Klobuchar and Blue and had no shot. You're talking to yourself. Show me... Okay, explain to me of the remaining states,
9: what is the path forward for victory for Sanders? This is a different question. This is a different question. What is the path forward
12: for the victory of Sanders? Okay. So I already told you, I know it's shocking, but okay. The guy gets to actually run and compete. Now...
7: Okay, I... That, that, as, that's so the thing is, this. that ain't an can, answer. Can
12: I, can I, can I finish? Okay. Is it all right? Can I finish? Can you hold yeah. Do you have no, some control ahead. to listen? No, no, I got it. Biden is probably going to win. We know that. Okay. All right? Are you good now? You feel good <laughs> Okay. Biden's going to okay. win? No, it's all a, right. It's a, it's, but so you still have to answered the question. Eugene, do you want to answer the question? The question is even though he's probably not going to win, he gets to compete. Again, I know democracy is hard. Wow! And guess what? Amy gets to compete. And Buttigieg
2: gets to compete. But you said they should have dropped out because they had no shot.
12: This is is hilarious. Your question is... When is he dropping out? No, actually, no, 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 actually, no, actually, what well,
7: my qu- real first question. of all, that's your real There's, there's no real question because I asked the real question. The <laughs> real question is for you to sit here and say, okay, of the la- of the 28 remaining I've states or whatever, here is Biden the path win. forward. We know that. So what you're really saying is there is no path <laughs> forward. So no what the hell you want to
8: stick around? So go ahead, I had a friend that was a big new Gingrich supporter, right? And he used to always stand me, he'd say, you know, the one thing you could tell when the campaign's dead, when they talk talking about Movement and not a campaign, right? And so I think that the real question is, how do Bernie Sanders supporters define victory? And I think, and I think Scott made a very uh, indirect point earlier. <laughs> their leverage, the, yeah, yeah. Their leverage, their, their leverage, right their leverage is their maximization of delegates at the convention to move the party in the direction they want to. So if I'm Bernie Sanders, I probably do stick in and all the way through to maximize my delegate position. What it's does okay. that? What does that it's, get yeah, you? Wait, wait, wait. What does that get you? You get to now insert things to the party platform. Exactly you right. get to change the rules of the party that's for the next primary. Weird. You get to so wait, 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 so wait, so wait, so wait. So wait. Go you go get to negotiate ahead. your speaking slot. It's it do that now. He can't do that. So, now, hold on, hold uh-huh. on, Scott. So, the, so promises Scott. are promises, but delegates are force on the right. floor is totally different. Scott, so, so, as on, hold we both. Scott, you know, we'll we'll both know, Scott, hold on, Scott. Hold on, Scott. And, and yeah.
7: Scott, to the to that particular point. When you drop if, out, you, the point if you to the point, if you do that, if you do that, you do exactly what Reverend Jackson articulated in 1988. Booyah. And so the point is this here. Right. If you're the Sanders, if you're the Sanders well, you campaign, chance, then that's exactly what Reverend Jackson did. that's no, no. What are you talking about? Reverend Jackson did exactly that. In 1988. Did you hear what I said? I said Rip- he had no chance. Who? Oh. Reverend Jackson. Oh, my God. Okay. That's the point! <laughs> oh, my God. That's I, I, the point! I, can, I can't... Okay. <laughs> okay, my God. Hold up. Hold up. Stop. Oh hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I I, I, need, I, need to under, I need to... I need to... I need to he this has here. no chance. What this here <laughs> so you said Buddha and Clo had no shot but we look at the matter we look at I sh- we showed you She's how how Sanders out, has right. been getting drilled the last three weeks which really means he has no shot right. but you're like well but he sh- but he has the right to run but they had the huh? right to run but then I'm explaining what Reverend Jackson did and it's like well but he had no shot uh. <laughs> duh hey. When you have no shot, that means that you stay in for an ulterior motive. So, nervous, and so, what Reverend Jackson did, <laughs> by staying in, he articulated why he stayed in Did mm-hmm. exactly what you just said. Reverend Jackson stayed in, changed the party rules to maximize delegates. The speaking slot, he had leverage. In fact, the week of the convention, Reverend Jackson took a bus tour from Chicago to Atlanta. You (laughs) thought he was a damn candidate. (laughs) Drove Michael Dukakis Mm -hmm. crazy, and he was able to negotiate Ron Brown becoming, of course, chair of the DNC. The point I'm making is... Who was his
9: partner at the convention in doing that?
7: Percy Sutton. uh, Also Dr. Ron Walters and also Harold Ickes. If you're Sanders, and what I'm saying is, if you're the Sanders camp, that's actually what you articulate. Yeah. Right. What you say is, when you ask the question, why are you staying in, mm-hmm. that's what you do. Yep. You do the exact same thing Reverend Jackson did
8: in 1988. Because yeah, what Scott, well, knows, what Scott knows is at I know, at the, conventions, that at, the conventions, at the conventions, you know, we all, the world sees the three days of, of television. Mm-hmm. But the real work of the convention is what goes on during the day and what yeah. goes on the week and the week and a half before the convention. We yeah. have the platform committee and the rules committee right. and the nomination committee. All the committees are meeting and they're formulating the rules for the party for the next two to four years. Right. And, 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 yeah, and, and- hear me out, though. My point is because unifying behind Biden
9: and going after Trump earlier versus later, that it's important for the Sanders people for Sanders to get out of the race. And continue to negotiate, or before he gets out of the race, negotiate for all those points. Because if Biden's going to not be the nominee, then Biden and the DNC can negotiate with him whatever they want to negotiate with him. He doesn't let to but stay in they- to the end. Hold on. Because to moderate Democrats and Biden supporters, I'm not a Biden supporter per se, but to those that group of people... He gets more by leveraging his delegate getting no, out now. Things, go. Two go things, ahead, Scott. Go ahead. His only, his going only, going
8: only ahead. leverage is delegates at the convention. And, and the God. second thing, these primaries are going to happen either way. So if something's going to happen either way, and I'm already on the ballot, my name's already right in, I'm going to go through it. It makes sense for me to see it all the but, way to the end. Maximize, maximize, maximize my delegate leverage. No, maximize my delegate leverage, and Scott. The not going anywhere. The reason no, 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 listen, no, no, listen, 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 listen. listen. You... How did the last DNC chair vote go? It came very close between him and Tom, Tom Perez and that. Keith Ellison. Tom Perez and Keith Ellison. Really he here's why Ellison
12: was the Sanders candidate and didn't win because they didn't want that voice in the party, quite frankly. But Sanders has forced, just like Eugene just said. Sanders, the reason the super delegates. Sanders has forced a conversation that we wouldn't even have about certain strategy issues right now. Whether he gets out. The now,
9: only reason later.
7: Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Senator Bernie Sanders. First of all, okay, it's not a Democrat. Independent, running as a Democrat. Uh, no, no, wait, wait. Goes back to independent, not running as a Democrat. <laughs> He's 78 years old. You hear the criticism about legislation. Here's the reality. This is his swan song. Yep. And th- this being his swan song, this is all he has. The reality is this here. Just, just very basic. Answer this here. Will, would, would party, would Senate, would Senate
8: leaders be listening to Bernie Sanders if he wasn't a Democrat was not running for president. No, because they wouldn't they wouldn't need to. The the threat the threat with Bernie Sanders right now is that he has an army of supporters for across this country that are currently activated. It's not like where it was like two years ago, where you know he might run for president. He has a right. following. Right now, people are tuned in. So Bernie Sanders says, "Okay, you know what? Y'all don't want to listen to me. I'm gonna, in? actually, oh, actually, you know, you know what? You know the perfect example. It is 2008 during the middle of the campaign. John Hank, Hank Paulson had, had cut a deal with, with both sides of Congress on a bailout. What happened? John McCain comes in blows it up, goes to supporters, blows up the deal so that Hank Paulson then has to go to Nancy Pelosi and cut the deal rather than Republicans in the U.S. Senate. Bernie Sanders has the possibility to do that exact same thing right now when it comes to dealing with this coronavirus yeah, but and but other things that are moving through Congress. Really hold on, B- but B- if he does it now or later, he doesn't lose that leverage. Yes,
7: he does. He, yes, he, he merely activates. Does.
8: He
9: activates those Bernie no. eyes for no, Biden, he and that's
7: no, he what the party of no, Biden no, want him to do. No, but no, he doesn't. Here's the deal. Here's he support. should. Here's the deal. He cares First about of Trump. Trump. He, he knows that even if he stays in, he can raise 30 million dollars next month. He raised $30 million in May. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, when you look at the other campaigns, mm-hmm. the other campaigns also made practical decisions because they had to drop out because their yeah, money was drying up. I said up. that earlier. So right? what you're dealing with now is, so if you're Sanders, and what I'm saying is, if you're the Sanders camp, just say it. What you should say is, we're going to stay in this all the way to the end. This is exactly what our strategy is. We're not going anywhere. But Fine. And what I'm saying that. is, you go ahead and say they're it. First are going to their campaign. Well, but again, though, no. but again, though, no. I hear what they're saying, but my whole deal is if you want to use the Reverend Jackson playbook, mm-hmm. and then and understand to all people who are watching at home, okay, all the people right now who who want to dismiss Reverend Jackson, let me remind you, mm-hmm. the Reverend Jackson playbook that he ran in 1988 is what created the opportunity for Obama to win in 2008. Mm-hmm. That was 20 years of, course, of being able was- to change the rules. So don't think for a second that. If you drive it out to the convention and you maximize your leverage, you can't impact what happened 20 years later. Last story here, folks, I keep telling y'all. Y'all, well, we know what the hell. You know what time it is. No charcoal grills are alive. I'm white. I got you, huh? <laughs> yeah, um, illegally
6: selling
12: water without a permit. On my property. Whoa! Hey! hey. I remember. Oh. You don't live- yeah. I'm uncomfortable.
7: Okay, normally I do not show videos of children fighting. Uh, but you Okay, don't I'm not done. Normally, no. I, normally I don't show videos of children <laughs> fighting. But when you have a little white kid who decides to roll up on a grown black woman and yell the n-word at her. And then being a black mama, she says to her daughter, not a son, <laughs> "Get on this." I'm sorry I just could not resist myself. Show Saying is okay. I got when I played, saw the video. I
8: couldn't. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. When, when she was like, "Get this." Yeah, no, listen, listen. You drop. She said more I'm than that. You, she, it she be long. Long. Get this. You drop that word. There are no rules and no everything suspended. Look, we played the, the other only day. rule. The, the only plays. rule is to throw hands. To th- now now look? If Scott Scott made a pledge earlier. I think now I do think for the culture. If that if, if anything happens from that video, I think Scott should defend that that kid and that lady. <laughs> God. From a God. location standpoint. The mama was like, I ain't dealing with that. Get this. Yep. Okay. Like, we said, handle my light work. There what, were crimes committed in that video.
7: Okay, handle what were the, what of the crimes work. committed? the crimes
12: committed? Crime Sally Salt crimes?
9: Salt. These <laughs> kids couldn't have been more than, what, six, eight, ten years old. Right. There's a juvenile justice system. When the police get that video, and I know your public may not like me saying this, but the mama, in regard to reckless endangerment, the kids, in regard to being physically abusive to one another, and she encouraging it, I think the juvenile a juvenile judge would be interested. And in And guess that. what,
7: Scott? You are gonna defend that mama? Yes, you are. Uh, I'm not. You gonna defend ju- that mama? I don't
9: do juvenile crimes, but I will say this, Scott. You are gonna they defend will go that go mama? To mediation, and they will get help. a you know high lawyer like yourself will make sure that because, kid is fine, right? Well, I don't care what the, the little white kid said. The mama should. Shouldn't be encouraging violence. Say, you shouldn't be well, encouraging the thing is this, violence. We, we gotta care with the little white kids. Are you because because kid, listening, kid, listening to me, little white kids? You listen, little white kids. Barton. Little
8: white kids using I just the N word, turning, Little white kids, little white kids using the N word, turning to grown white men using guns and using the N word. So we gotta care about what. Reprimanded.
9: She should have took that kid home. He was reprimanded. He was. Yeah. Well, he got his butt kicked. He was reprimanded. Man, didn't stop him from keep coming. But what I'm saying is, we shouldn't no matter what the basis of violence is, it shouldn't be encouraged, and you shouldn't be running videos like that. Because inherent and indirectly or directly, you're encouraging violence about young between you young people, that. one black, one white. <laughs> <laughs> now stop You let him say all of that. You did it? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Because I'm letting him finish his point. Because I'm right. I'm let- Have you seen it? Because
7: so what he just Because all of us <laughs> on YouTube, Facebook, saying that's bullshit, Scott. <laughs> <you> <laughs> that's why I let him
9: Regulated by somebody on the
7: internet? You ought to be regulated. You done? Mm. Any other? Any any other comment on this? government Scott down there. Really?
9: (laughs) Any other comment (laughs) on this here?
7: Hey, run that shit back. (laughs) I'm not watching it. Don't run it back. Run that back. (laughs) Run it
2: back.
4: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
12: <laughs> when two people are fighting, isn't there a, you know, isn't there a difference when you have two people fighting back and forth? Well, the it,
9: you can take into account who's being, uh, who started it. Right. Who's ending it. Force must be met with force for self-defense.
12: But isn't she liable for, uh, endangerment of a child?
9: Reckless endangerment. Yeah. Of a child. Watch. All Keep I, an eye on this story, uh, ladies and gentlemen.
12: Keep yeah. an eye on the story.
7: All I
12: know
9: is... We got Roland running a video of it.
7: All I know oh, is, all, I, it, I know is huh? Chad got his ass whooped by something yeah. yeah. in it's a dress. It's not that uh, funny. You ever got your ass whooped? It's in a dress.
2: With one house shoe on. It's never fun. All I'm, hey, it's never fun. All I'm simply saying is, Roland, white people... I think you got to be more responsible
7: about this. I'm the responsible, white people. You are? I'm advising y'all, do not raise your kids to yell the N-word at no grown Black woman, especially when she got Layla Ali on her side. That's all done, I'm saying. You'll get your ass beat. I'm just saying. I've never and, been more and, disappointed and, than you and in my life. And if you're a you drunk white woman on the plane, do not call the black male flight attendant the N word when you got a sister sitting next to you who about to whoop your ass as well. All I'm saying is, I, as a public, oh my, a public service to announcement, to all white Americans, <laughs> it ain't going to end well if you do that. Is cause the the you're going to end up on our Violence crazy ass white people segment can you say y'all that? support rollerbot on oh, filter by going oh. to rollerbotonfilter.com <laughs> <down> <laughs> you can go to use our cash app square at paypal to support our grinder funk fan club y'all know what we do uh, we of course we had general kit war retired uh, 3 star general uh, so Friday show, folks. We're going to have for, retired four-star General Lloyd Austin on the show. Uh, one of the high-ranking African Americans ever in the history of the military. He's going to be right here talk about the coronavirus and really the role the military can play. So we're looking forward to having him on the show as well. Uh, we also, if you got any suggestions on, on black health experts you want to see us talk to regarding coronavirus, send us an email by going to RolandSMartin.com going to RolandMartinUnfiltered.com uh, You can join us. I want to thank our panel. Scott, Eugene, Lauren, I want to Thanks, Steve Perry, Bill Spriggs, as well as General Kip Ward for being guests as well. All right, y'all, we got to go. I got to go give Scott some lessons (laughs) on being a black man in 2020. Holla!